Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, vegans of all ages, welcome, 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 welcome to the pre-shift. Here again, don't forget to like this video. Join our Patreon and become a vegan black belt. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. Have you ever woken up in the morning? Have you ever woken up in the morning and been like, you know what? At least I'm vegan. Well, then this is the show for you. This is the place. This is the jam. This is the the song of the century. How can you? Let me see. Does this work? No. I'm in a hotel room in Davis, California, and I'm stoked to be alive. Yesterday in Davis, I just washed my hair and it's 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 bigger than than normal. It's this is what happens when I wash my hair. It gets big. That's that's it. That's the whole. I don't know. Ever since I've been on the road, I haven't gotten a haircut and my hair is looking insane. Sorry, everybody. Sorry to everyone at home. Thank you so much for being alive and vegan. Guys, we have uh, Jess McKay going to join us later. But uh, before he does, you know, just wanted to talk a little bit about yesterday. I was at UC Davis and this guy comes up. He says, hello, I'm Pastor Peter. And I said, Pastor Peter? He said, Peter, pa Peter the pastor. I'm Pastor Peter. I'm Peter the pastor talking about the Bible. At first I thought he said, PETA? Did he read my t-shirt? Because my t-shirt says PETA. No, it's Pastor Peter. And he starts telling me about Jesus and how I need Jesus in my life. And I need Jesus is the soul, the food for my soul, that Jesus is going to give me the bread for my soul. And I said, Look, man, I let him talk for a long time. I said, look, man, you Christians are always using the Bible to, to defend evil things. It's always been this way. You're always using that book to do very, very bad things, like raping and killing animals. Do you think it's okay? He says, oh, no, no. Uh, so you don't eat animals? Oh, I, yeah, I eat chickens. I eat all sorts of things. Weird, there's a there's something going on behind me. Sorry, I don't know what's saying. Go play now for free. Oh, I think someone's connecting to my Bluetooth. A stranger has just broken into my house and played on my Bluetooth. It's not me. Well, anyway, um, Pastor Peter starts telling me about how. You know, it's okay to kill animals because they don't have a soul. And I said, who said? Does you, did you just say that? You just said it doesn't make it true. I've never met a, well, they, they don't, what, do you think you have a conscience? I said, well, have you never met a dog? I love dogs. I have a dog. I love dogs. You don't think he, he has a soul? You don't think he has a conscience? And he's like, ha, 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 I said, well, you could laugh about raping animals if you'd like, but I don't think that makes you very Christ-like. 
Do you think that we should be following the teachings of Christ and being compassionate and kind? Do you think it's compassionate and kind to kill a chicken, to slit a baby's throat? If Jesus and the devil, if you put them in a room and gave them a knife and there was a pig in there, who do you think would stab the pig? He's kept on trying to defend it. And I said, the more you defend evil deeds, the more you sound like a false prophet, Pastor Peter. A false prophet, that's what you are. You're out here talking about the teachings of Christ, and yet you're quoting Leviticus. He opens the Bible. He opened the Bible and he turns to Leviticus. He said, Leviticus, Leviticus says we should kill people with tattoos. Leviticus says we should kill all the gays. Why are you talking about Leviticus? Why are you bringing up the Old Testament? Well, the Old Testament's all about Jesus, he says. The Old Testament has nothing to do with Jesus. Where was Jesus born? He says, he said, Jesus was born like an animal. Why was he born in the manger? Well, Jesus isn't an animal. Why was he born in a manger then? Why does he call himself the Lamb of God? Why? Why does he want us to be the Lamb? Pastor Peter didn't like this. And so at the end, I said my piece. And I said, look, man, you're a false prophet. You're defending, You're using your Bible to defend evil things. And I have no joy in telling you that I have nothing to do. Hey, did you get my message? I can come on today. But not the 17th. I did not get your message, Natalie Fulton. Dang it. Natalie Fulton, I did not. Hold on one second. Someone's. Wow. Someone broke into my hotel room just now and played and is, was playing a video game on my on my Bluetooth device. Isn't that weird? I'm guessing it's my neighbor because my neighbor is also my colleague who's traveling with me and she pairs to this sometimes. So I think that's probably what it was. Natalie Fulton, I did not get your message, but why don't you come on right now? Why not? Let's get crazy. I was going to do the national days, but let's get, let's get you on here. You know what I got? We're going to have a three-way. How about that? We've got, we've got my friend, um, we've got my friend Jess McKay coming on. And now we've got, if she wants to, it's in the chat, Natalie Fulton. Natalie Fulton, come on up. Come on up, Natalie Fulton. Let's do this. It's in the chat. Let's talk, Natalie. I want to talk to you. Give me like two minutes. Oh, God damn it. Natalie Fulton, two minutes. Two minutes. Who's got two minutes these days? Anyway, Pastor Peter didn't like it. So then I went back to my thing. I was doing my, doing my jam, showing people, talking about animals, doing some activism, doing some outreach, talking to people, showing people the VR ride, all that stuff, right? Then Pastor Peter walks up. And he said, oh, you work here? I said, yeah. I'm out here trying to save animals instead of trying to make excuses for killing them. And everyone's like, holy shit, because no one else heard the conversation beforehand, you know? And he's like, oh, and he runs away. You know what? No one's going to out-Christian me. If you are a Christian using the Bible to excuse heinous deeds, please stop. Please stop. If you are a Christian following the teachings of Christ of compassion and kindness and charity, keep going. But don't tell me that you are compassionate and kind and charitable if you are killing animals. You're just not. You're a false prophet. Yeah. Trouble all around. Trouble all around, says a 40-year-old vegan. Vainamwinian, nice. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys for being here. It's hideous, says Cole. Well, I'll tell you what. It is hideous. Do you know what today is? Today is national. 
It's National Scrapple Day. What is Scrapple? Today is National Scrapple Day. It's November 9th. What is Scrapple? A mush of pork scraps and trimmings combined with cornmeal, wheat flour, and spices. That sounds gross. Today is National Scrapple Day, everybody. Ugh, gross. It's um goes by the Pennsylvania Dutch name Ponhaus or Ponhaus. Gross. Uh settlers adapted the dish to make use of locally available ingredients. Trimmings of animal of, of pigs. That's really disgusting. A scrapple. I never heard of scrapple before today. Have you? Did you know what scrapple is? It is hideous. You're ready. Well, get on here then. It's National Louisiana Day, too. And I have a feeling that you might be in Louisiana, Natalie Fulton. Come on down. Come on down, Natalie Fulton. I'd love to see you. Are you coming? Are you coming, Natalie Fulton? Are you here? I think it's cool that 10 out of 8 billion people meet up on Sky's Daddy's <laughs> live stream almost every day. 10 out of 8 billion. That's all I need is 10 out of 8 billion, you know? All I want is 10 out of 8 billion. Yesterday, we also met the Davis. Their, their uh, vegan club is called Peace Club, People for the Ethical uh, Coalition of Animals or something like that. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Oh, hello. How are you? You're hey, fine. am I on? You're on. You're live. Oh, hell yeah. You Sweet. are live with Skyjack nice. Morgan at the morning time. Are you in are you in Louisiana? Yes, I'm finally back. I was gone for basically two months. I was only home for two weeks out of the last two months, but I got back what? late Sunday night and now I'm back for uh, the foreseeable future. So it's very exciting. I can get back in my routine. I can start editing again. I can start publishing videos every week again. That's so, yeah. so good. Did you yeah. know that it's National Louisiana Day? I did not know that. It's um, November 9th. How exciting. How exciting yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> that should be exciting for you. You can go on this, like, what is this, a river, a barge? What is this thing? <laughs> I don't know, some sort of boat, swamp boat. The swamp um, boat? <laughs> yeah, we There's all a... go on those every day in Louisiana. That's what yeah, that's normal, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, going down the river? What's, what's this bird? There's a. It looks like a stork or a pelican. Or it's something. a pelican. That's our state bird. It's a pel pelican. Justice and confidence. What's that's great. <laughs> it just says such as we have to listen to jazz, speak Creole, and celebrate Mart and show our tits for beads. That's oh my what... god! People know nothing about Louisiana. That's it. It's so funny. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your choice. This is your job to, to educate people about about louisiana today it's national louisiana yes. day <laughs> so our state motto which sucks that's on the license plate is sportsman's paradise sportsman's which obviously i hate because sportsman's means like hunters and fishers and like yeah there's, there's nothing that thing about it about shooting baby animals no there's not that literally walk up to you do like, they well i've been driving across yes they do they do they'll just walk up to you if you have a gun and you're and you're quiet enough they'll be like hello what's going on and you can shoot them uh yeah you're hi they hide in a tree and then they walk by and someone shoot but the worst thing to me okay so i'm driving across america and there's a lot of cornfields and various different where are you right fields. now right now i am in davis california i'm almost oh gone. cool yeah i'm in northern cal well central california that's like berkeley right 
It's not Berkeley. Davis is like closer to Sacramento, our state capital. Okay. It's just that the school in Berkeley is called UC Davis. Is that right? Or is it UC Berkeley? UC Berkeley and UC Davis. There's 10 UCs. Oh, okay. So I went to UC Berkeley, but while at Berkeley, it's like an hour and a half drive to Davis. So if you wanted mm -hmm. to meet like a fresh stable of women, you would go to, Davis, <laughs> go to UC <laughs> Davis and hang out to see what's what over there. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, I was in uh, Sonoma County, like Santa Rosa uh, oh. for a while. Um, That's where they filmed the Lost Boys. Oh, was it? That's where the whole trial with like uh, Wayne Shung was going on, the DXE stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, which did not. I mean, I guess it, the, he kind of got the outcome he wanted, right? Which is to appeal. But it sucks because he's in jail right now. So how do you feel about that? Do you think that that's a good strategy to be landed, having one of our most important and uh, eloquent voices in, well, behind bars? <laughs> that feels like a loaded question there. Okay, so the question uh, is, the question is, <laughs> the question is not whether or not Wayne Sung should have done what he did. He did it. I think it's great. We need to be rescuing yeah. animals. We need to be bringing attention to this, catching footage, all that stuff. But is it a good strategy? People do that without getting arrested, that part. Yes, but, okay, so here's how I think about it, right? Yeah. So it was like a few months ago, one of my friends messaged me, like, let's run a hypothetical. Like, say we have achieved animal liberation yeah. in a generation. How do you think we did it? So I was thinking about that for a while. And for me, it seems to all come back to this legal route. And it's unfortunate that morality is so informed by legality. But I also yeah. think about this like with uh, with marijuana, right? Like my parents, uh, they were like very anti-weed. Like they would not, like my sister smoking weed, they didn't like it. They would never smoke it or eat edibles or anything. As soon as weed is legalized in Michigan, yeah. now my mom's taking edibles every day. You know, yeah, she's my buying it, she's way. mailing it. So like as yeah. soon as something is legal, it like completely changes the way people think about it. So in terms uh, yeah, of like of course, just rescuing, alcohol. yeah, in, in terms of just rescuing animals, obviously people should still do that. That's great. But that's not going to change the the protection that animals have under the law, right? But this open rescue is trying to do just that. It's trying to get them, you know, legally recognized as individuals under the law so that they will be protected so that abusing animals will not be legal. Because that's what animal liberation looks like to me. It's like, Obviously, people are still going to abuse animals, but if we have legal ramifications for that, I think that's about the best we can hope for in regard to animal liberation. I love everything you said, but I miss the part where, <laughs> <laughs> where that lands one of our brightest minds, eloquent voices behind bars. Like why sure. in order to do what you just said, I think that there are ways to do it without the incarceration of Wayne Shung. I don't, I mean, obviously time. like it doesn't have to be specifically Wayne Shung, right? Like it could have been some, but there were other people who were on the case, right? But he was the one who wanted to move forward. And he, I honestly, I think that when we put our most powerful people in prison, that is important because that sends it like, can you imagine if Earthling Ed were in jail right now, people would be flipping their shit. Yeah. And we want people flipping their shit so that the courts can see like, oh, hey, maybe we fucked up or like the public is against our decision like that. We, we need that. So, yeah, I do think having Wayne in jail um, 
could help. And like the other thing is there aren't that many people willing to just go to jail for three years, right? Like it's yeah. kind of rare. So the fact that Wayne is willing to do it, he is willing to sacrifice his freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we should squander that just because he's eloquent. There are other people who are eloquent. Fair enough. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Okay. All right. And you're winning me over. I'm, I'm, starting, <laughs> to, I'm starting to think about it a little bit differently. Okay. But <laughs> All right, but if he keeps doing it, if this is the strategy we stay with, is the, my, my biggest concern. Let's say he goes away for three years. He probably won't do all three years. He'll do six to eight months or something like that. You know, he's probably going to be a good boy in there. He's probably not going to kill anybody <laughs> while he's in, you know. Who knows? You never Why know. Go off the rails. Yeah. Jails, jail, <laughs> prison changes you. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. So um, he gets out, and then he does the same thing, the same tactic, the same strategy. He goes back in. When you do that a couple times, recidivism is uh, you usually you usually with recidivism you normally see an increase in the length of a sentence. Yeah. And I don't want to have him gone for 17 years, or let's how long Nelson Mandela was in, or 10 years. That's how long Ronnie Lee was in. Um, we've had social justice leaders in jail, and yeah. that's the I shack mean, people. Mm-hmm. The Shaq guys. Uh, Conroy was in for four years. Yeah. Lord and, mm-hmm. and so you, you, when you talk to those people, they say uh, you can't advocate for anyone when you're in. Yeah. No, definitely. And I mean, I understand that. And I think that Wayne knows that too, right? Like if you were facing 17 years in prison, maybe he wouldn't want to do that. But I, he, like there is another trial that was supposed to be yeah. going on right now, but it got pushed back to March. But who knows what's going to happen with that if he goes to jail for fucking, you know, yeah. six months or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so the fact that he didn't get acquitted now does make that trial, you know, it could have harsher co- consequences, but also that one's with beagles, right? Like, right. you know, the jury is not going to rule against someone who was helping dogs probably everyone loves people helping dogs yeah dogs, everyone loves people no one, helping dogs no one yeah. cares about the duck i saw someone someone posted something with a dude completely losing his shit at an l woods oh yeah 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 that was uh at ut austin that was a uh, kamari yes. and cesar i'm so bummed i wasn't there they looked oh my god that so guy jealous. lost it i think i he think lost i might have it, dude dude I, I i think i've had a couple of those types of people not to that i've had some extreme things on your happen. tour yeah yeah just a couple though not like that either no one likes trying to push down something hit my dog my inflatable dog i don't have an inflatable <laughs> dog. So they're not like trying to take it on my tent yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were like like eat the hamburger v- pita kills things like that you know those types of assholes oh yeah 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 people you know, hate like, pita that's just just by being with pita you're more of a target than like someone with asap right Right. People are like, what's ASAP? Your logo looks so yeah. friendly. They're With like, the oh, hand. it says animal protection, but you're selling dog meat. That doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, exactly. Most people are a fucking moron like that dude. <laughs> Just flipping out. That was wild. Um, no, yeah. he's in, So have you? Uh, my question was going to be, like, have you had anybody um, lose their shit on you? I haven't seen. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was that one also at UT Austin in April where this guy mm. really lost his shit, and uh, I I talked him down like uh pretty pretty well, and then he said he was going vegan. Um, Yo, oh yeah, on, I think I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, but that's 
Yeah, you know, we got a lot of accusations of racism on the the most recent tour. Anti-Asian um, sentiment. Anti-Asian sentiment. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was mostly white people complaining. One time this one Asian woman came over, flipped us off. And, you know, like I kind of get what they're, where they're coming from, but it's not like we are supporting dog meat. We are anti-dog meat and we are anti-all animal exploitation. Like, I think it's a lot more racist to say dog meat's bad, but like eating pigs is fine. Like to me, that's, you know... Totally. That's so much worse. And we also are an Asian led organization, you know, yeah. like our two founders are Asian. So Dr. I think Farzan. Faraz is from Iran Faraz. and then Darius yeah. is from India. So, you know, they're both immigrants. Yes. Um, and then Kamari is like indigenous, maybe indigenous. He's from Sudan. He thinks he's indigenous. So like, it's not like we're a majority white group. I mean, I right. don't like to play the identity politics card, but like, that's kind of what they're trying to do. So we can well, they like, push hey, you like, into it. there's only two white people out of the five people here, right? Yeah. Like, that's like, <laughs> clearly this isn't racially motivated. Well, I feel like a lot of this, a lot of stuff this, these days, it's like, if, if they, if somebody doesn't like something, they call it colonialist or white. Yeah. And it's just, and, and they're using that as a pejorative to label something they don't like. It's not necessarily yeah. well thought out or thought out at all. No, it's definitely not thought out. Yeah. yeah. They just like, they just like using those words, like, you know, like white vegan or white veganism or yeah, something. Yeah. 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 Um, when, and I'll, I'll ask people to define it because I don't think people know what that means. Like what white, white veganism is. And Have people told you that in person? People have, and people have on my show too. I've interviewed people. That oh, really? Have, yeah, um, vegan abolitionist. She's uh, from. She talks about veganism and justice from a BIPOC perspective, and she talked about it. And I, I said, well, can you define it for me? Because I hear that a lot. And she defined it as like toxic diet culture invading oh, our movement. Gotcha. And I'm like, well, that's actually pretty okay. Yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> no, exactly. And I guess that yeah. would be kind of, um, you know, like hegemonic culture and patriarchy like taking over part of our movement and using yeah. and that's why the diet thing keeps on coming up and i'm like ah oh, wow that's actually a fresh take for me now i'm i feel i feel educated about it but then well, now yeah i'm a lot more interested in listening to vegans talk about white yes. veganism than yes. like just random people who just hate vegans trying to talk about what like that i have a hard time taking seriously yeah yeah um so what about good stories you, you you've now you've been how long were you gone you were, you were on the road. So I was on the tour. Well, there were kind of two separate things. There was the tour for three weeks straight. Before that, I was traveling to go to the Animal Rights March in New York and then to go yeah. do stuff for the trial in Sonoma County. Um, so there was that leg of it. And then there was the ASAP tour where I was there for three weeks. We did seven universities in those three weeks. So it was a lot just like uh, Wisconsin, yeah. Chicago, upstate New York, New York City, Rhode Island boston uh it was amazing though like i i loved it i got so much so much footage uh mostly <laughs> elwood and hue milk so there's a lot of that coming and then after that i actually um i got married uh in at the end of october so i like had to come home to do you know wedding stuff and whatnot and then um just got back from my honeymoon this week which was awesome Aww, so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> the vegan honeymoon. That's yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was uh we went to this island in the Caribbean called Saba and it's like um we didn't know this uh but there were a bunch of goats there, like mm. uh goats at one point kind of there were too many goats so now they're trying to hunt them all which is a bummer, but they're not going to be able to. There's so many goats. 
And yeah. uh, our neighbors were these cute little goat babies. Like this mama goat had just given birth. So the, they were like less than a week old when we got there. And we were just feeding the goats and taking care of her. And it was just awesome. And then we would go on hikes and just see goats everywhere. So yeah, it was really nice. Amazing. I love that. You know, like um, just being around the goats and, and, mm -hmm. and being around animals like that is, you know, kind of recharges the batteries in a way. I was yeah. Doing, I I was at Barn Sanctuary a few. I'm, I've been trying to edit it, but it's really hard because uh, when I go to those things, I feel like I'm just like filming animals, and I'm like, no one's gonna want to watch this. It's actually harder to yeah. edit. Yeah, yeah. Like, Who the hell wants to watch me petting animals? And like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's like, like I watch sanctuary videos on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I just uh, I overthink it too much. I guess people need to see the soft. I think people like it when I'm like ranting and angry. I don't think. People oh like yeah, it yeah. You know. When I'm like, oh, look at the cute. The well, cute. what do you want to do? Do you want to do what people want or what's genuinely true to yourself? I guess a little bit of both. But I, I think yeah. that the, I think that the animal footage and stuff is just harder to edit and know where. For sure. To, I'm sitting you know. on some sanctuary footage as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, don't know what to do with it. What the There's no story. It's like, hey, we visited a, an, arm, yeah. an animal sanctuary and this is what they're doing. So I guess that's good. You know, people do love animal videos, says 40-year-old vegan. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Vegan Vance asks, are you still going to debate vegan gains? I am not sure. I might. Um, yeah, I'm undecided. I, uh, you what's know, I was kind of taking a break. Uh, it was like debating the effectiveness of name the trait. Um, oh. So the oh, reason I'm yes. wary of it is because like, because there is no evidence for it, really. So, like, the idea of having a debate where we're just, like, talking about our opinions um, doesn't seem that useful to me. Also, a lot of people, after I agreed to debate him, a lot of people messaged me and emailed me, like, hey, don't do it. you don't know what you're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> like, you probably shouldn't do this. So that kind of made me uh, reconsider it. So yeah, I'm still kind of open to the idea, but it's, it's not a priority for me right now. My priority right now is kind of the same as usual, which is trying to get as many non-vegans vegan as possible and editing my footage and, you know, doing some work for ASAP too. So I do yeah. still have a lot on my plate and, uh, I don't know. I think the, the vegan gains thing could be a bit of a distraction that I'm not totally sure if I'm willing to allow well, myself to do. Let me, um, yeah, I mean, I completely understand that. And I, yeah, why would you? I was supposed to debate vegan gains. Really? About the predator, killing predator thing. Oh. And I'm just like, I would actually prefer not to debate. I, I, I emailed them back and said, I'd actually prefer not to debate and just kind of have a conversation about why you think that's a good idea. And and um, and I, I'll tell you why I think it's bad and why we shouldn't do it. And he just ghosted me after that. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. See, I was thinking about doing something similar, just being like, yeah, I'm done to have a conversation, but I guess like, he wants debates. Yeah, I don't want to own somebody else. You know, I don't want to be like, I yeah. own that guy or or, yeah. or have the opposite happen and have everyone, man, fucking vegan Gates owned you. It's like, well, that's not right. Really what I'm, right. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not a debate, bro. Like, I'm not in that. Yeah. That world. Like, I, I am a, an advocate for animals. So like. Bingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree with you. But what is wrong with name the trait in a nutshell for anyone who doesn't know the current. Who doesn't uh, watch the video. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't. I think a lot of people kind of misinterpreted it as me saying like never ever use name the trait ever mm. 
Right. Uh, which isn't what I was saying. I was saying like in a philosophical debate, it can have value because you're testing logical consistency. But when you're doing street outreach, when you're advocating for animals, you're not in these philosophical debates with people. You're trying to get them to see that animals have more value and moral worth and to try to inspire them to go vegan. And the fact is that uh, the more I think about it, the more I think that it's just kind of um, an opportunity cost, right? So mm -hmm. like it takes a while to run Name the Trait, especially because a lot of people get confused and it's hard to, you know, explain exactly what you're looking for. And then you have to go through all these traits and like question like, oh, do you really believe that and whatnot? Um, during outreach, you know, we don't have much data on this. We know that there are some things that you probably should do during outreach. You should address culture. You should address appeals to nature. You should hold people accountable. Mm -hmm. um, you should try to build rapport with people as well, I think. And, you know, a lot of people take issue with that statement, too, is they're like, oh, you're trying to get people to like you. But like if you're trying to persuade someone to do something, you have to think about how likable you are and how your arguments are coming across. And yeah. I think that name the trait um, is is just too big of an opportunity cost. It also, you know, emphasizes our differences to animals, not our similarities. It misrepresents the vegan position because veganism has nothing to do with seeing animals and humans as equal. You know, it's about mm -hmm. not harming them as much as we can. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't really have to do with, oh, I value animals this much. Oh, I value humans this much. It's, uh, yeah, it kind of comes more from like, oh, we shouldn't violate their rights if we don't have to, um, right. which doesn't have anything to do with humans and animals being similar. Um, the hypotheticals that, get weird in yeah, yeah, well, Don't even give me. And I actually had people come up to me during the tour, and they were like, "Yeah, I heard a vegan yeah. saying that, you know, meant you that someone thinks you should eat mentally retarded children." And like they were like turned off by that, right? Yeah. And um, of course, yes, I've had someone come, <laughs> of course had someone come to me. <laughs> yeah, of course they are. I've had someone come to yeah. me and talk about cosmic septic and uh peter singer's uh, conversation where they're shooting 14 year olds in the back of the head i've had people come up to me on oh this i didn't tour. see that one <laughs> yeah I've had, I've had people come up to me on this tour telling me that they, they they kill spiders in their house because um because vegan gain says it's cool to kill predators and that the spider will cause more suffering in their house wow. if they let them if they let them live these so are I've vegans had, telling you that uh, both of them were both in this scenario, both two different vegans. Yeah. That's what I'm okay. describing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, but they're not vegans, are they? If they're saying stuff like this, like, I mean, one was the, the Peter Singer thing, but the other one telling me that he kills spiders. I'm vegan, but I kill predators. And every, every chance I get, I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Or do oh, you shoot your neighbor's cats? Yeah. Right. Or do you, <laughs> are you a trophy hunter? Are you going to go hunt lions? Yeah. Like it just makes no sense. But, um, I love the name, the, the name, the trade thing does lead us into ridiculous hypotheticals and all that but like and that's what you know vegan gains lives there you know right but, um, and yeah he got really pissed that i said that i think hypo hypotheticals trivialize the vegan message and yeah by that i mean like we have all this real shit that's happening that's really really bad like why don't right. we just keep it focused there once again it's the opportunity cost if you could have got hours to talk about philosophy with people like vegan gains does sure run as many hypotheticals as you want but if you're on the street with someone for 15 minutes just keep it focused, keep it real, hold them accountable. We don't have data to back up all this evidence that that's the right thing to do during outreach, but that's generally what um, people recommend, right? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, now, I mean, I've done lots of outreach in my life and now I'm on this tour doing outreach every day. And 
no one's no one's interested in these hypotheticals. I mean, they want to know what the they do. They do want to talk about utilitarianism, especially when it comes to animal testing and experimentation. But they I mean, that's always where they go. Right. They want to say, well, if it if it saves a thousand lives to kill one monkey. Yeah. Um, But really, it's about asking questions about about what they're. It's about accessing their empathy at the end of the day, and and I think so too. But to apply it, yeah, a lot of people uh, took issue with that too. They said they didn't go vegan for any reasons because of empathy. Um, I understand that not everyone has empathy, and some people are hyper hyper logical. So I actually did like after my name the trade video, and everyone got pissed off. I was like, "Am I missing something?" So then I started testing it out. Uh, for the rest of the tour I was on. So if I met someone who seemed like a very hyper logical person who I wasn't going to access their empathy, then I would run name the trait. But the issue I consistently ran into with, and this is something that people can't get away with online debates, but on street outreach, they can Mm. do it as much as they want, which is biting the bullet. People always bite the bullet when it comes down to species. Uh, Mm -hmm. Every time I ran name the trait, that's what would happen. And that doesn't happen as much online because there's an audience and they yeah. can't get away with it but if it's just you and them on the street they don't give a fuck no one's watching they can say whatever yeah. they want so right. that's just what kept happening and that was happening to um one of my other friends who was trying to name the trait too so yeah i don't think it's a good tool i'm, I'm completely on your side on that um natalie thank you so much for stopping by i have another guest and oh, okay um, cool. really, <laughs> thank you so much for being here and yeah um, totally I really appreciate you stopping. I'm so, and congratulations on the wedding and the honeymoon. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're amazing. Everyone loves you. I can't wait to see the videos from the footage. uh, Yes. One is coming out tomorrow. So yeah, make sure. Tomorrow. Okay. That was my question. (laughs) Okay. I will watch it. So everyone make sure that you're following, you're subscribed to Natalie and that you watch her video tomorrow. Thank you so much, Sky. Have a great rest of your tour and I'll see you again at some point. Yes. Soon. Soon. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll see each other again. All All right. right. Bye. All right, guys. Well, that was amazing. She's incredible. We have Jess on now. Let's bring him on. What do we got? Jess McKay. Hey. Happy Thursday. I'm well. How are you, Sky? So fantastic. I am I'm in Davis, California. It's what an what an interesting place. You know, have you been to Davis? I have not been to Davis, no. But you've been to other UCs, right? Have you ever been to a UC campus? Yeah. The first place I lived when I moved to California was at a frat house at UCLA. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. So I have a little bit of experience with the UC campuses. Well, UC campuses are so great. And it's it's really refreshing to be at DC. I'm sorry, at at UC Davis, UCD, um, and seeing the bands playing in the quad and all sorts of interesting people walking around and they're all like, what's this? What's going on here? And they're all fucking curious and interested. I'm just like, there's God, bands is... playing in the, it sounds like you're in a nineties movie sky. It's it's like that. Well, they're all dressed wow. like in the nineties movies too. That the nineties are back, baby. We're back. We're back. Yeah. Baby. Check it out. I got fleece on the inside of my, you are the nineties are back. Nineties yeah, are back. A... And you know, yeah. I, um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm super stoked to be back in California, and just being you know the it's it's fascinating to me how different people are here. Um, being back and I and I realize that man, maybe it wasn't just a campus to campus thing. These campuses will be like, 
I'll have these apathetic students that want nothing to do or have any questions, nothing. They'll just walk. These they, these students come by and they're like, what's going on here? And I'm like, fuck, this is, yeah. I barely have to, I barely have to leave the tent and people are coming over like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? What's this VR experience? Unbelievable. Because we have time. legal weed here, Sky. Everybody yeah. in the morning having a little vape and then they go walk around and they see a VR experience. Sky, you've made some days. And it's free? And yeah. it's free. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, guess that's true. Can I just comment on your previous guest? I didn't know Natalie, but she seems super great. And I agreed with like pretty much everything, like everything she was saying. She she had some really cool and awesome points of view there. Yeah. She's amazing. I love I love Natalie. I think she's her video about name the trait really kind of um, articulated it, my problems with it extremely well. And um, and she's she's out there in the field doing real outreach, you know, and yeah, your conversation with her actually got me thinking about something. And Tell it's uh, so and, and she touched upon it a little bit. You both touched upon it. But it got me thinking that, like, OK, when we're doing these outreach moments, there's there's two different versions of that. Number one is the version that we're doing that we know that we're going to film and put online. And mm -hmm. for that, it's almost more important what the online audience is going to get from it than what the person on the street's going to get from it. Sure. And that's a, that's a very different thing from if you're not filming it and you're just talking to someone there, you know, trying to change that person. And, mm -hmm. and you know, not to say that we're using people in our activism, but a lot of the time you see like a Joey Carbstrong video or something mm -hmm. and the other person doesn't really say much. It's just like Joey talking at them. Yeah. And that's a different sort of activism than just really trying to change that person's mind. Um, yes. So I think it's interesting and, and it's important to know which one we're doing at what time and also to not let the, the show activism get in the way of like the real life. If that's what you're trying to do, actually change someone's mind. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't emulate necessarily what you're seeing them do online. Like, and that's what name the trade does. Maybe name the trade is going to work online because someone's going to see it and they're going to be like, okay, wow, that really got me thinking. Yeah. Um, so even if it, anyway, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I just don't think that people who find that they're having a logical inconsistency go vegan because they've been living with that logical inconsistency for a really long time. And really, I think, I think most of the time, people will when they realize oh my god i do care about animals and why am i doing this that's a much better thing than um uh, catching someone in a yeah catching someone in a friggin a logical fallacy and they're not going to well, listen they don't but care. that's you know again and again though that's why you became vegan you said you saw some uh pita eugenics thing or that made you question whether or no someone said to you uh tell it again how did you become vegan someone called you out on hypocrisy right oh yeah someone just called me a hypocrite because yeah. i was i was vegetarian and i was like trying to uh get organic i was eating organic cheeses and like eggs from backyard hens and things like that i was trying the same thing that everyone else seems to and then i was told like by carney well you're a hypocrite you're against violence and oppression well if you're against those things and you're still eating eggs and dairy well you're wrong that's you're a hypocrite and that was enough for me i was just like oh well yeah there's yeah. a lot of things wrong in the world and i don't want to be a part of it i keep saying that i'm i don't want to support these horrible things and here i am doing it so true uh so sky you know what 
your conversation yeah. with Natalie got me thinking about a couple other things too. Okay. And it's, if it's okay, I'd like to talk yeah. about the spider thing. And you know, you said that that some vegans said to you that I kill a spider because the spider's a predator, and the predator's going to kill other bugs. Yeah, this one kid said that to me mm -hmm. over on um, what school was that? I think it was a uh, University of Maryland, actually. I also agree that killing a spider is not okay because I believe in a principle of non non interference with nature, and that's mm -hmm. like you know this anyway, but. Also, and maybe my motivation for this is not vegan. I keep a spider around because we're on the same team. Do you see what I mean? I actually yeah. like the idea that the spider is going to go out and kill all the little. Does that is that not vegan? That I'm that I'm happy that the spider is going to help me with my pest control. I think it's as vegan as as ha being happy that there are beneficial. Um, beneficial insects in your garden right okay. there are things that okay. we do to attract a beneficial wild insects for our gardens to grow flowers and different things right that's a i think okay. that's vegan thanks for talking me through that i was i was on a ledge i was like am i am i equivocating am i i think oh that if God. you bought spiders okay and yeah. that would be crossing the line <laughs> If I'm breeding spiders and I have a yeah, exactly. Okay, that's you. That's you. I don't know, man. I mean, like, if if a spider comes in on his own volition, and you're like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to let, I'm going to spare your life, not only because I've, I, I respect you, but also because you bring something to the table. Yeah, you know. So I'm at a point now where uh, because of the dynamics of the life that I lead, we, we actually take spiders and we bring them outside. And I'm thinking, is that even a vegan action? Am I like messing their whole day up? Do they have to spend the next six hours getting back to it? And, and are they, am I putting them in danger? Is there a bird that's going to swoop down and have spider soup? Because birds got to eat too. Birds got to eat too. But then am I doing a bad thing because I interfered in nature at that point? Like, oh boy. But I guess we've, we have a house here. It's not a house. It's an apartment, but you see what I mean? There's all sorts of, tricky little dilemmas there yeah but i mean that just goes to show that if you're thinking about this you're on the you're on the side of the angels right if you're considering okay. the feelings of animals i think that you're you're doing all right you're doing you're doing a hundred percent better than uh almost every okay. other human out there uh, all the other all the other nazis listen pastor peter sounds like a gem i'm glad that you had that encounter that was pretty extreme man pastor peter pastor, pastor peter, peter. So it got me thinking because uh, the the trailer for Christspiracy dropped this week. Mm. Did you do you know about this Christspiracy? I, I I've heard of it. I know that they didn't want to do Netflix, but that's all I know. Okay, so it's the um it's the creators of Cowspiracy and Seaspiracy, and those are both vegan animal liberation documentaries. And I was like, what's Christspiracy going to be about? Well, what it's about is they interview all these like religious leaders, and then they get to the point where they're like. And so what about animals? How, how does that fit into your like religious framework? And then it's like, boom, Christspiracy. And the Buddhist guy is like, um, can we talk about something else? No it's, shit. Yeah, it made me like 10 times more interested in this documentary. Because I didn't what know that. When's it coming out? Um, I don't know. They have a Kickstarter going on right now. I don't pay attention to details, but you can exactly. Um, you can go fund Christspiracy. I think it's important because a lot of the uh, – we were talking. You were talking about mor morality, Natalie, and you were talking about legality and morality. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the, I saw this quote online, and it said someone was questioning how atheists don't just go out and serial kill and rape and stuff because they're like, well, they don't have anybody to tell them what to do. So how do they? And I think it's a really important thing to point out that we do uh, atheists, and this is like obvious, and it's thousands of years old. It's called your conscience. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've um, heard of that. I, and, I, I, like a little, it's a little Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that is like a foreign concept to a lot of people because their conscience has been replaced by a, a set of religious rules that they live by. And so but, that's why, yeah, you see so many people doing terrible things who are also like devoutly religious because they found some sort of loophole in their brain that makes it okay. When you, if you have like a strong conscience that is based on things outside of like just a, a rule that you have from a religion, it's a little yeah, more I mean, rugged. Yeah. Well, it's just like P pastor Peter. And what the reason why I always, when I, when I get to Christians and I let them talk and they go on and on about how Christ, Christ is good and everything's great with Jesus and all this stuff. And I go, well, your book historically has been used to defend the worst things in history. Well, those, well, they weren't Christian is what they will tell you. They weren't Christian though. So is Hitler in heaven? He had Jesus in his heart Is Hitler in heaven. No, no, because he wasn't really Christian. Well, how do you, what, how is that? No you, true Scotsman. Yeah, right, exactly. It's a logical so, fallacy, essentially, by saying that, well, if anybody who belongs to this thing does something wrong, well, then they don't belong to this thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But if you are, if, if it's a book that is, is defending horrible things over and over and over again, then why would, the book is a, a tool that the powerful use to get people, the commoners, to do things that they wouldn't normally. And why would, of course, that's still going on. It's no surprise to me that people are, are betraying their consciences with the book, you know, yeah. with their books, I should say, with scripture. Well, and the, the thing is, there's good stuff in there. There's some, the best, some of the best stuff is in there too, you know? Yeah. Uh, things about values that you and I hold true just become, because we come from this tradition of humanity. Well, uh, Christianity, well, I mean, that's the Christian part that they're supposed to be doing. This is what always kills me, too, is that they'll talk about Christ. Yeah, he was kind. He was gentle. He do, he mm -hmm. was compassionate, all these things. And then the second you're like, well, then how come you guys do bad stuff? Leviticus. It's always Leviticus or Genesis. It's always one of them. And it's like, dude, that was supposed to be thousands of years before Christ was born. What are you talking about? Like, why would you... Are you Christian or are you Levitic Levitication? Which one yeah. are you? You know, well, see, it's religion of all types is used all over the world to justify all sorts of terrible things. And and when we can have a documentary like Christspiracy getting at the root of some of these beliefs. And I think it's another thing that we can use to chip away at this way of thinking, because once people can have a secular conscience that they can rely on, I think we're going to be in a much better place in terms of getting along with each other. Yeah. I think, I mean, we need to, secularism is the answer. That is the, that has been since the age of enlightenment, where we, sh where we were supposed to be headed, this whole dragging the religious right and kicking and screaming into the just future is something that we're just enduring, right? We're just like, all right, all you religious nut jobs, we'll just bring you into the next century. It, we just keep doing that. Like, the earth is flat. No, it's round. And uh, we're just going to ignore you because we're building satellites now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it is round. But, <laughs> you know, and then, but, but, but gays are still bad. No, they're not. We're giving them the right to vote. No, all you religious people got to just come. Okay, well, gays are okay now. So who else? You know, it's always that. It's they, we just keep dragging these religious nut jobs into the future. Well, they're going to be with us forever. Yeah, and I think it's it's really that's why this culture war, this politics war, you know, it looks like Trump might be president again. What? That's crazy, you know. We have. And I think I'm not, he's going to be. I think yeah. he's gonna be president. 
And um, I just did something I don't, I'm trying not to do anymore is using crazy as like a bad thing or whatever, whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> I just demonetized your whole channel. I'm sorry. You, uh, anyway. No, the whole channel ah, is gone because dude, you, you use uh, the word crazy. But so can we, can we talk a little bit about Wayne Shung? Cause I don't think you and I have had a chance to talk sure, about it. Let's yet. talk about Wayne Shung. Everyone's talking about it. Let's keep going. I want to know what you think about Wayne Shung. Okay. So number one, uh, listen, I, he's a hero. He's doing yeah. amazing work. He's obviously very committed to this cause and we have the same goal. Yes. Uh, he's a hero who should be scrutinized because all heroes should be scrutinized. Yeah. They should be able to stand up to scrutiny. Um, so there is something, and I agree with Natalie, there's something to the idea of like, okay, he's a martyr, he's going to be in prison, and that's going to be angering people on the outside, and that's going to drive them to uh, continue to want to change. Uh, he can certainly do legal work from jail, and he can con continue to like be a thought leader in that sense. Mm -hmm. uh, what I'm afraid he won't have in jail, in prison, is access to artificial intelligence tools, which are exponentially changing the world quickly. And I think a guy like Wayne with his brain, with those sorts of tools, you know, maybe maybe he doesn't need them. Maybe he's never going to use them. Maybe it's somebody else. But I think it's kind of a shame that he's not going to have access to all the tools and resources that he would otherwise uh, if he was out of prison. Now, what he's actually doing, I, I do take issue with because, uh, listen, a lot of people are saying Wayne's not guilty. Wayne's not guilty. He is guilty. And yeah. that's not a bad thing. You know, I, I, I compare Wayne to Harriet Tubman, who was also guilty right. of freeing slaves. You know, he's guilty. He did it. He broke the law. He did. Rosa Parks thing. was prosecuted. Exactly. And yeah. She uh, Gandhi did the it. They, they yeah. did the thing, but that's the difference. And, and Wayne understands that he knows that. He, yeah. And so when, when people online are like, he's not guilty, he's not guilty. It's like, well, maybe we could have found a legal argument as to why, you know, but he, anyway, the actual thing that he did, I take issue with. And here's why. Listen, if we're going to be saving animals, why are we going in and saving a sick one? that then it's like, okay, the sick ones get saved. And so what we do when we save the sick ones is we give an implicit seal of approval for the healthy ones. And we put, we plant the idea in Carnist's minds that if only the animals are able to stay healthy, then it's going to be okay. Then Wayne will be appeased and DXC and the whole animal rights movement will be appeased. And not because I think that that's actually true and that's their goal, but people have such a difficult time realizing what all this is about sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so when, when they hear that, like, Oh, they were saving the sick animals from the thing. Like, sure. People can get behind that, but also it's like, I agree with, I disagree with a lot of what this guy says, but I agree with Gary Frank Francione mm -hmm. about this. When, when we, it's a welfarist action. And I think I said this in your channel a couple days ago is save is what Wayne's doing a welfarist. And I think it is, even though he's not a welfarist person and that's not his goal. Yeah, I think it's. I think well, I, David C. Arena said the same thing that like the the tactic seems to be like inherently welfareist, right? Because you're you're pointing out and reporting and bringing to light the welfare violations of these farms and saying they should be shut down and prosecuted because of those violations. You're not saying that they should be shut down because chickens are individuals although you have to be saying that you see what i mean then but then they have to end up saying that chickens are individuals that deserve rights and respect at the end so it's kind of like it's a roundabout way to get getting to the point that they're individuals that have value in yeah. and of themselves it's really difficult for people to wrap their heads around that you know what i mean it's like 
So, yeah, I guess you're right in that sense. I hadn't thought about it. It's like a step in laying the legal framework for like the next step, which is going to be total liberation. That's what they're. Yeah. Yeah. And now but but the problem, it's a problem that PETA runs into all the time, too. Like, for example, we I'm not just going to places that have animal labs. I'm also going to places that have I, I'm. All the schools that I've visited not only have animal labs, but have had welfare violations in those animal labs. Are we fighting the welfare violations? Are we saying it would be okay if these animals weren't neglected? Because almost everything, but when I tell people that, they're like, wait, so these animals are tortured, but their welfare is the thing you're here for? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But not only are they hurting these animals and torturing them, which is, should be against the law, the few laws that we do have, they're not even following. Yeah. So there's no way. So the only time I tell people that is when they tell me, well, there's 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 a, a humane way to do it. It's like the way the humane way that they've already described isn't humane, but they're not even doing that. Yeah. So and I feel like that's where Wayne Xiong is kind of in that very difficult space to navigate and he might be able to do it. But can anybody can, I mean, can most people go there with him? Can they understand? Well, and, and what you're doing also, it gets me back to like a lot of the, like thinking about my own activism in the, in my pressure campaign with the, with the feathers is, so you've got, you're going around to these campuses and you're talking about the animal testing, probably near the cafeteria where they're serving animals, you know? Almost always near the cafeteria, but yeah. also, also almost always in front of the building where the experiments are taking place. And people are like, they're happening here. Yeah. Right there. Right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes people are eating because there's sometimes yesterday I was next to a food truck. There's a food truck selling dead animals and I'm mm -hmm. next to it. I can smell the dead animals cooking. Yeah. And I'm there saying animals have rights. Don't experiment on them and, and handing out and handing out guys to going vegan. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a fucked up world we live in. Man. It's unfortunate that we kind of have to sneak in through those back doors, but then oftentimes people get confused when they're like, and, and that's why I'm all about total liberation stuff. I, I have a vision for a new campaign I want to start. And we've all seen at the end of movies, no animals were harmed in the making of this production. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I talked this out with GPT yeah. because when it comes down to it, if they served any animals at catering, you can't say that. That's not right. true. And yeah. for example, Rob Zombie, he did a film where he actually had a vegan catering and he said no animals were harmed. And, and I think that, that you can say that if you have vegan catering and you do vegan costuming and all that, then mm -hmm. you can say no animals were harmed. But if you didn't, I think you should stop saying that. Um, and I don't know how to pressure because it's everybody says that and it's just not true. Uh, I, I do want to like it, it ties into my feathers thing a lot, but, but they, um, they say it and there's a logo there. It's the ASPCA and the Humane Society, right? Yeah, One, the Humane Society. Well, I think that those would be the organizations of pressure. Why can't we take on our own our own organizations? Because, because those organizations are run by carnists. Yes, but they're they're still part of this movement. I hate to say it, but to say that they're just not part of I this. I don't think they're part of this movement because those those organizations work with breeders. Yeah, they're horrible. And I but I think that uh, I'm not defending them. I'm just saying that they're they're a part of they're a fucked up part of this movement. They're like the like the crippled wing on a you know, like the the vestigal. They seem like a vestigal thing we've evolved, and they're like this 
like the gallbladder or what what's the what's the what's the organ you don't need anymore the appendix or when something. you say like, this movement you mean the vegan you mean animal liberation movement no i mean like animal rights um that... animal welfare or animal rights because mm. animal rights i don't think they're part of the movement they're the vegetarians of of, of the movement. and i don't think vegetarians are a part of the animal liberation movement yeah i mean i guess i'm not I'm not articulating this very well. They're like what potential I mean allies. Is, yeah. What I mean to say is that in the largest umbrella situation, which you know me, I'm, I hate vegetarians. I hate welfare. Well, I don't hate who is a strong I get what word, you mean. But, you know, but those in the largest sense of the idea of people talking about animal welfare rights, animal uh, liberation, animal vegetarianism, animal treatment of animals, all of these things. There's definitely part of that conversation. I mean, do you think anyone else is talking about the ASPCA and Humane Society? I think we're probably talking about them more than anyone else on earth. So uh, maybe there is a way to pressure them to change their uh, parameters, right? Yeah. How, before, right. You, before you put that logo on something, I want to make sure that no animals were harmed or fucking change what you say. No animals were harmed is a lie. It's, it's false advertising. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I think you're right. I think that is a potential area. We should be lobbying that organization 100% because you're right. Yeah, I think we should pressure campaign them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Why are we pressure? Why are we pressure yeah. campaigning a fucking industry of we're, we're pressure campaigning the movie industry? Screw that. Let's just pressure campaign the Humane Society. Can't we get a petition going for them? Yeah. You know what? Like Can we get a Let's get it. Let's get a. Let's get a change.org, whatever the hell it is. Is it change.org? Change.org yeah. petition for the Humane Society Ooh. to change, you know, to change their their statement that they make for that they sell. They yeah. sell yeah. to um, movie companies. Their change their untrue statement. Yeah, That's call them the, liars. Yeah, call them liars. liars. Yeah. 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 They're the ones that lie. The movie companies, they're just they're paying a company to say, like, hey, uh, you know, they're almost shit. I'm not saying they're innocent, but no. they're, but, they're but, incentivized. Yeah, I think you're right. It's the Humane Society and the ASPCA, if those are the certifying organizations, for I'm sure. Sure, they're um, the ones that do it. Yeah. But they're the ones that are enabling and giving the humane seal of approval when that's a word that they should keep out their mouths unless they're actually going to, you know, live that word, which I don't believe there's any way to humanely slaughter an animal. It's the American uh, Humane Society. Yeah. So it just doesn't work. So we can't say that animals weren't harmed in this production if you served uh, any animals at, at all. So that's it. Yeah. So they have the registered trademark exclusive rights to award its no animals were harmed end credit certification to productions that meet its rigorous standard of care for animal actors. And so, yeah, that's what it means. It, it, they're talking about animal actors. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for example, if you have a golden retriever dunking a basketball on your set, there's going to be a humane society rep there with a clipboard. Yeah. Yeah. I saw on um, there was a thing where North and uh, Na uh, Nathan Felder did uh, like a hoax thing where a, a pig rescues a goat or a goat rescues oh, yeah. a pig or something. Yeah. In the water. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And they make a thing. So you can't, it's all, it's all faked. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, all these wranglers and then the, and then the AHA person with the, with the clipboard watches the whole time to see if the animal's harmed. What a job, you know, like I, I go to movies and I look at animals all day. Yeah. It's kind of like being a vet at a slaughterhouse.
not kind of it's like it's 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 on the same slope yeah <laughs> just being a vet at all i don't know man there's some cool vets. There's some vegan vets out there. I actually just brought Faye, who was in the show a minute ago, uh, to the vet yesterday, and they were wonderful. They were wonderful. They were very really? sweet, and they cared a lot about. I didn't ask. Everyone loves people. dogs. But I was wearing my vegan shirt, and I had my vegan hat, and I told them yeah. that we were feeding Faye, and and they didn't say anything about it. They were like, "She looks happy and healthy," so that hey, that works. Right, great. Well, that's good. How many times did she go? How many times are you going to bring her to the vet? Has she been already? Uh, times? This was this was just to get her a booster shot. Oh, what kind yeah. of booster shot does she need? It's called Lepto. It's like a dog booster shot that she needs in order to hang out with other dogs. Uh, God, we pump we pump dogs full of shit to get them to be able to live around us, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like um, we, yeah. we we vaccinate the hell out of these dogs to be around us. <laughs> and it goes unsaid, this dog came from a shelter and uh, was among other dogs, maybe even herself would have been euthanized shortly. So, you know, we don't support breeders at all. And, you know, if we're going to have a dog, we want to make sure that they're going to stay healthy. So I, we just trust the, you know, the recommendations of our vet for that. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes perfect sense. Uh, I would, of course, trust the professional. That's what yeah. we do, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 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 like having a baby a bit, you know? It's like if she gets sick yeah. or, or if something goes wrong, I feel it. I'm like – Of course. So responsible. responsible. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Okay. So, what's next? So, you've got this campaign. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna launch. And um, tell me about Kindness Town. How's that going? Uh, so, I'm so excited about Kindness Town, Sky. I've been working on the music, like refining it with Kirsten's vocals and recording some of my own vocals all week. I'm so excited for it. Uh, the music is in a really good place right now, and uh, I just sent one of the puppet bodies off to Kelly Hugaboom because they are going to be making a co some costumes for this. So it's very uh, cool. Pieces are coming together. I can't announce who it is yet, but we have a very special person who's going to be the narrator of our project. And I know I told you behind the scenes about this guy. So so that's looking like it's going to happen. It's really exciting. Um, I'm in the process of still casting. There's another character or two I'd love to find. Um, if anybody out there knows Moby, I want to ask Moby if he wants to voice a character in this. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how to get in contact with Moby, but if y'all know, can we get him on IMDb and try to find his agent? Yeah, maybe. I don't know if he has an acting agent. Uh, well, but, maybe he has, um, but he should still be on IMDb. He's done so many scores. That's he's huge in uh, the movies. True. This is true. He's worked so much in making movies. He's made two movies himself now. Anyway, it doesn't have to be Moby, but if anybody knows any uh, kind of celebrity sort of vegan people who might want to uh, do a voice for Kindness Town, there is an open character right now uh, because one of our voice actors uh, got another gig, and which is great. So it's just he, he's not able to uh, spend the time. Vegan gains. Vegan gains. <laughs> the gain stands for the gain on the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> it should be. Who should be who should be on there? The uh, lifting Danny, Danny Shepard. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking for someone who's like more of like not just an actor, but more of like a name. You know, I love Danny. Mm. He's great, but I need some celebrity power. Otherwise, I've got people. Uh, we need yeah. some star power. We need some star power. Yeah, Billie Eilish type would be fantastic. Billie Eilish. Yeah, yeah she's she's kind of a star. 
She's got some star power, that one. She's got some star power. Anyway, we don't even need more star power because we already have Kirsten Marilyn, who is a certified star. I'm so excited for the whole world to hear what we've been making because uh, her voice is ooh, so good. It's, and, and the storytelling that she's helping with is, is really special for me. Prina thinks that she should be the that's a, that's the name. That is a name right that's there. That's star, star power. power. That's star power. Star power. Mm -hmm. Well, um, awesome. Well, if if anything else is ha happening, um, I can't wait to. Uh, yeah, are you gonna get out in the street at all? Is there anything going on with Henson? Uh, well, stand back and stand by, folks, uh, oh. for that one. <laughs> Don't There's. That. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did that. I did that consciously and purposely. What I mean is, uh, right now there's nothing on the docket, but we are. Uh, there's always something being planned. I'm. I'm. Here's the thing. For a while, I was announcing every one of these protests, and because of that, they were able to like prepare mm -hmm. for us when we showed up. But we're not we're not making like big public declarations about these things anymore. Uh, so, if you want to get involved, you can start by going and signing our change.org pet petition, and I promise you, updates about future um, you know uh, actions are going to be coming from there. So you can go to bigbirdisdead.com and that'll lead you to our change petition. Oh my God, Emma Stone, she's barely working these days. She'd be perfect for Kindness Town. Is she vegan? Yes, she's been vegan since 2007. Dude, I love it. Is she like animal rights? Like, does she talk yes, about she it? Yes, she uses her platform to talk about it. It was her birthday a couple days ago. We talked about what? it. Yeah. How did I not know this? This is amazing. Emma Stone uses her, uses her, yeah. That's exciting. Her platform. Today in history, Gary Kasparov became the world chess. Oh, my God. Spiro Agnew's birthday, guys. It's Spiro Agnew's birthday. Do you know that in the 1920s, they had silver dollars called peace dollars? I did not know they were called peace dollars. No, they were called peace dollars because on the back, it said peace in, in big letters on the bottom. Peace. We don't have peace on our on our coinage anymore. No, we have. No, we don't even have the moon landing on it anymore. I, I used to like the ones with the Eisenhower on the back. It had the yeah. eagle landing on the moon. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, with the soupy-looking earth in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I yeah. like that one. Um, Jasmine from 90 Day Fiance. She'll do it for 50 bucks. You could get her on Cameo to do it. All right. Hey, can someone call Jasmine? Jasmine... Jasmine, she's vegan. I am vegan, but I love your meat. She talks like this. She's very loud. She has Panamanian accent. Hey, you know, the more people out there in the media sphere, you know, being cool and vegan is is the better. I want to say Jasmine's cool. I don't she's think not cool. Ever called her cool? She's, she's pretty vegan. and she's okay. loud, but she is vegan. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Jasmine um, from 90 Day Fiance, you probably get her on Cameo, get her to do it for 50 bucks. You know, a lot of people say that, uh, that there's controversy around this whole animal rights thing. But, Sky, who should the burden of proof be on? The vegans or the oppressors? I think it should be on any uh, – the burden of proof should be on the killers, right? Yeah, burden of proof should be on the killers. So if they really think what they're doing is, like, totally okay, they should show us the videos of the, you know, human you slaughterhouses. Yeah. I haven't seen one. I've been trying, and it, it's been messing with my head. But I haven't found one that, to me, meets the definition of humane. Which nope, is nope, compassionate and benevolent. I, I can't find a benevolent video of someone getting stabbed. This is Liger, Liger Jigger Tizer is saying in 2020, 2012, Emma Stone asked Andrew Garfield if he likes Branzino like a fish. I know what Branzino is. 
for dinner mm. her family is making. I don't trust any news that mentions some actor supposedly being vegan. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I found I, I was did the search yesterday. I don't trust any, uh, you know, I don't trust most of these um, actors or celebrities at all anyway. But, you know, Emma Stone, got- I'm hopeful. I, I, I'm going to ask. I hope someone asks Joaquin someday about the horse thing. I really want someone to ask him about that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen. Have you seen any? Any? Uh, do you know anybody who's seen the new oh, Napoleon Is it movie? out yet? I haven't seen it. It must be out because I read an article yesterday about how people are saying that the his, the historical part of the of Napoleon is bullshit that like historians are saying this isn't like actual accurate at all and uh Ridley Scott is basically just telling them to go fuck themselves but um they're all angry because I don't know it's yeah. not historically accurate but it's like well it's a movie um neither was gladiator wasn't historically actor accurate either it was ridiculous it's a stupid movie about a guy who fights tigers. Yeah. I guess the thing is with Napoleon is it's like, was not that long ago. It's like if we made, he was around the same times as, as like the founding fathers. So it'd be like if we made a George yeah. Washington movie with just a bunch of stuff, like the cherry trees in there as if it happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess, would you be upset about it? I'd be like, oh yeah, it's a movie about George Washington. He's a legend, not a human. Like. It- it depends on how they do it because when people use these big figures like Napoleon or you know founding fathers or whatever, they can use them to further political ideas of our yes. time. And so if they're doing that with Napoleon, I could be like, oh yeah, why are they why are they making that point by being historically inaccurate if that's what they're doing? I don't know. If 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 the quibble is like, well, he didn't come back, you know, in in 1784, he came back in 1782, mm-hmm. and, you know, and and Josephine would have been much older by that point you know so if it's stuff like that like that's well, who knows i mean yeah. stupid movie i'm not gonna see it because it pisses me off that joaquin phoenix is riding horses yeah. in it so it doesn't matter to me but i have to speaking of uh animals and animal welfare and rights uh i gotta go talk to some college students this guy at uc davis our hero oh well thank you that's that's very very nice that's very nice. That doesn't feel very heroic being out here, but thank you. Um, I'll be at Davis tomorrow. Okay, that's great. That's close. You're getting very cl- when when is uh, when do you get home? Sorry, Berkeley tomorrow. I'll be at Davis today, Berkeley tomorrow. Um, I'm getting home next week. I'll be in Irvine, so oh I'll be around. So uh, you're going to be in Berkeley, and are you going to see any of your old Berkeley pals? You know, I went to college in Berkeley. It's not like mm. I have a lot of friends that live there or anything. So. Yeah maybe i have a couple of friends that still live in the bay that i hopefully will be able to hook up with but i don't know i hope so um joseph has a bunch of activist friends that live up there with dxe so i'm hoping oh, to meet some of them yeah i'd love to meet cassie king for example i mean that'd be really cool she lives in berkeley but um no i don't have like old friends that live like my my friends from college they live all over now right they don't live in berkeley california yeah um so it's not like but being on campus the campus feels like an old friend you know yeah well i'm excited yeah. for you i'm excited to see you back here uh in the so- socal region soon yeah and i'll be in irvine soon i'll be you Ir- see irvine anthony is that where you are if you're in irvine i can't wait to get you down there it'll be awesome yeah that'd be fun anyway thanks always <laughs> a joy always thanks, a pleasure <laughs> thanks jess see you man bye all right, that is it. 
we are going to do the, where's my affirmation book? We're going to do a vegan affirmation and that'll be it. Cause, uh, I think affirmations are great. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. If you haven't already liked the video, please smash that thumb button. Hit that smash button, smash thumb thing with the hammer. Smash your thumb with a hammer. No, don't do that. Um, Joaquin better stop horsing around. Come back to Irvine. Yeah, I 15 minutes away from there. Well, Grace, Sky is my Irvine. Karina's my Irvine. I'm thinking we should sell our house and move to move to a little tiny house in Irvine. What do you say, Karina? Does that sound like a good thing? Little tiny house in Irvine or Santa Ana? Keep thinking about that lately. As long as it's west of the five. Just joking. <laughs> I'll be in Irvine soon. The the if you're not um if you're not fucking oh, what is the word of the day? I I'm I'm all out of things because the word of the day it's easy. It is audacious. The word of the day is audacious. Where are, that's not who I want. <laughs> hey, welcome back. <laughs> that's not what I wanted to do. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> I wanted to do this. Uh, audacious is what I wanted to do. The word of the day is audacious. It's an, an adjective used to describe people and things that make or do that they are confident and daring or bold and surprising. Vegans, be audacious. Tell me about your audacious lives on Sunday school. Thank you. That's the word of the day. Um, if you aren't vegan, get the hell out of here because this is your daily vegan affirmation. I question authority. Anyone in a position to tell people what's what should be able to stand some scrutiny and be better for it. Authority being questioned can strengthen or undermine its validity, and that is precisely why I question it. Justice and progress demands it. I think that's a pretty good affirmation. I hope that you guys keep questioning authority. Always question authority. Always. And be audacious. Thank you, everybody. Bye. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. Thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers and channel members and to anyone who has ever dropped a penny in the bucket. Thank you so much. Um, it's 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 a hard life being a vegan activist. And um, I really do appreciate anything, any kind of support you guys do. If you haven't already, please go to veganofcourse.net. Pick yourself a t-shirt up. Pick yourself a hat up. Do something, you know. Get yourself some gear. In the meantime, illegitimate, non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down because I need you. And uh, we need each other. And the aminals definitely need you. Thanks. <laughs>